the nerds take over. Us? Huh? Alright, so this time on Nerdables, we are joined by a very special guest. You may not know his name, but there's no doubt you know his voice, or should I say voices. Please welcome the very talented Eric Bauza. Hey. Hey, guys. Hey, hello. <laughs> it's good to see you again. Yes, thanks for having me back, and, and in a more intimate setting, like yes. the home of Nerdables podcast. Is this primarily where no, you there, guys... There's the same number of audience members as no, there no. was when we did, this, <laughs> we did the panel. Just, just Mikey. So. Is this usually yeah. the setting, though? This That's is your usually home the studio, setting, yeah. Home base. Yeah, this now that we got kicked podcast. out of TuneIn Studios. Yeah. Oh, like two years ago now. Yeah. However, you still made me wear my Comic Con pass, which is <laughs> right, you know. very strange, but you know. Well, okay. we as long sure as you scan it at the door. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, as long as you went through the uh, the what is it the RF yeah, RF reader the the dog sniffing yes, process exactly. the uh, <laughs> it's Amelia has to sniff time. your butt before you can come in. So also join us is Chris, Sebastian, Mikey, and Ethan. So welcome as usual, guys. Yay. I'm back. <laughs> so yeah, we we decided last year after the Comic Con panel, you know, we were talking afterwards. We were like, we definitely needed more time to talk with you. Yeah. Okay. Well, here it is. But I'm also uh, thinking about, you know, what we're going to do this year. And yes. We have another guest. I mean, would it be crazy to, like, invite people up to participate in, like, I, I almost want to try doing, like, a mini workshop while I'm there. That would be fun. Because I think what I put it on, on the uh, panel um, application was basically um, voiceover 101 presented yeah. by Nerdables or something I think like that. there's many actors out there that kind of say the same stuff i mean it's not always the same but it's generally the same kind of information but there's a difference between informing people and and i think the best way and how i learned is to actually just physically do it right i feel like if we bring some scripts or something yeah no know. that'd be fun to do and you know especially you i mean you had some really interesting stories and you know you kept everybody entertained with them um, but yeah, no, to do something different where you, you actually do, like you did, uh, you did that at the, um, Long Beach. Uh, was it Long Beach? Yeah. It was Long you Beach. Yeah. I was there. Yeah. Ar- well, you, Arabella was a guest. Arabella was a guest was on the panel. The, yeah. the panelists. So, and I thought that that was, I think that's way more interesting and fun. And, and as far as like, if you're, uh, someone in the audience or someone listening in, uh, it, I think it's way more educational to actually have that experience versus, the same kind of spiel that another actor would say, you know, this is what you need. You need a demo, and you need that. Of course, right, everyone right, right. knows that now. It's not, it's not uncommon. You need knowledge. an agent. You need a demo. <laughs> you need, you need people to do voices. Yeah, man. Yeah. No, I think it'd be fun. What do you guys think? I know I like it. I like engaging the audience. I think it's a really good idea, especially because I've been to a few panels about it. And it does always end up being like you gotta, you know, try and find classes, yeah. you know, and but you know, wink, wink. Here are some people that you can go see that I just happen to know. Yeah. Or, and well, and I, I started doing uh, classes actually recently, like teaching classes um, through uh, uh, a gentleman named Andrew Jones. He kind of like organizes the time and studio space, and you guys can totally come to the next one if you guys are interested. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's something you guys care to explore, but. I think there's some of us that might be interested. Yeah. Or not. Some of us that have voices, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Says the guy who did an entire show with Bane. (laughs) So, anybody got any questions for Eric right off the top? Since you haven't seen me for a while? I'm doing well. I mean, (laughs) how was your drive down here? The drive down, we had discussed there was a bit of rain from where I was uh, taken off. And it's just like, as soon as one drop of rain just touches the pavement people go nuts in the city they swerve they forget to turn their lights on when you windshield wiper that is the law now so. they forget to wear pants it's oh yeah, yeah. I is that a law when it rains you have to wear pants in the car yeah. <laughs> no I just forgot them I was like yeah. yeah it's like you know when you put your your uh, your cappuccino on the on the top of your car exactly. and you drive away <laughs> I just put my pants on top and I drive away and see what, if anyone tells me hey there's pants on your you, you just hope they make it to your destination. <laughs> you hope they catch the antennas. They're going back yeah. so you can have a flag as you're driving by. It actually slows my car down. The, yeah. uh, the, drag. The, the drag. Yeah. Okay, so right off, um, what are you working on right now? It's so strange. I'm kind of like in this, um, you know, I, a lot of things that since the last time we talked, since the last time I was on the podcast, 
a lot of things were slowly ramping down. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's it's I've been very lucky in the last couple of years as far as like being able to, um, you know, hop on other projects or or be a guest star to keep myself busy. But it's, you know, having since having a, a son and you, you right. may relate, it's like. I don't know. Uh, at least for him, because he's only uh, I call him one one point two as far as his age. He's a year a year and two months. He's one point two. I hate that. He's forty seven months old. Right. <laughs> you do the math. I'm it's like, like when do you, uh, that's what my wife and I were doing. I was like, when do you stop counting the months and go to a years? He's five hundred and eighty seven months old. It's like, no, yeah. I want to know like where he is. Like, definitely, on, I think by the age ten is. is by, yeah. by, yeah. It's like when that clothing hits to toddler. Like once you get to four T or three T. Yeah. After yeah. the twenty four to thirty six months. Yeah. Well, right now he's still very young. Right. So I kind of like having that extra time to be there for him and with him. You know, hanging out and and all that stuff. But so. you just you just did a uh, a voiceover commercial with John Stamos. Yes. <laughs> Not too far actually between Sherman Oaks and here like in Sino area. Right. Yeah. Uh, How'd that go? Oh man. Okay, so I worked with um, this animation director Daniel Strange on an animated pilot called Cartoon Hospital. Uh, this is before Children's Hospital on Adult Swim. It was very much in the same uh, tone oddly enough and it was an adult swim pilot that we were trying to get off the ground and never went anywhere and um i never heard from the guy ever since and you'll find that out you know working in the industry you run into people all the time but also they disappear who knows right so i get contacted by him um through my agency and uh he was like yeah i've been i've been doing on camera like live action commercials for like for the last few years and i was like when's the last time i saw you we did the math. It was a decade, ten oh, wow. years. I hadn't wow. seen this guy in ten years, and I guess he had tried to get me on some of his commercials, and uh, this one he fi- and with ad agencies they always have like a lot of a go to list mm-hmm. of uh, people that they like to use, and you know I'm not a big commercial guy, and I'll tell you why because if I'm driving in a car. The last thing I want to do is like I turn those <laughs> things off or I switch to like you know my my phone or whatever and. Um, and I was like, I can't, I can't sell stuff to save my life. So, and I'm sure my agent would love to hear that. <laughs> but you're also you're fired. You're the new Lucky Charms uh, leprechaun. But it's all, uh, it's all like character stuff. Sure. And more fun, you know. As long as I'm not using my own voice, I'll be fine. You're yeah. not actually selling it. Yeah, you're not doing the voiceover yeah. for like you know Van Eyes Toyota or something. Yeah, well, come down and get a car now. <laughs> but I, I watched the, the Stamos commercial and I thought they did a good job with it. Where you are, you still got to be somewhat of a character. A character yeah. yeah. Whereas because it was self-aware, right? And that was the whole joke was that this this disembodied voice was following him around the house. You're you're his voiceover guy. <laughs> yeah, because he is he is John Stamos. Of course he has his own personal voiceover. You know, some people have their own theme songs, some yeah. people have their own voiceovers. So when when I got the uh, call, it was almost like, okay, so I'm probably just going to, you know, roll out of bed in my pajamas to the next studio and record for half an hour, maybe an hour or two or two and go home. But he had said, "No, you have to be there while we film." So he has someone to play off of. Uh, so I was like, oh, man. Okay, well, on one hand, I get to meet John Stamos. But on the other hand, I know how live-action right. shoots are. It's it's hurry up and wait. Yes. You know, you set the shot up at 7 a.m., and you're going to be there. You better have a, a hacky sack and, like, a, <laughs> like a, like a 40 ounce of malt liquor or something. <laughs> just, just That's an interesting time. combination. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what Canadians do. What do you have? Hacky sack. You get better at the hacky sack. Yeah. The, the more you get into that bottle. Oddly yeah. enough, they play hacky sack with the bottle. Yeah. And oh, boy, they yeah. drink the hacky sack itself. So, yeah, they drink it, the hacky sack. Oh boy, that's, uh, yeah. all those little beads they go down smooth. That's he was a, doing good till he got to the end of that one. That's a hashtag if I heard one. <coughs> drink, drink the hack the sack. Hashtag. Drink the hacky drink sack. The sack. So yeah, we we. Uh, I get the address. We're shooting up in a in a, ma- a mansion in Encino, which was oddly enough next to Vin, Di- one of probably seven Vin Diesel mansions that he owns around the world. Right. It's Vin- like, oh, Vin Diesel lives next to her. 
and uh, apparently has 24-hour security all the time, yeah. even when he's not there, because you know, because of jerks like us who uh, want our <laughs> Fast and Furious DVDs. <laughs> Just find his house. Uh, oh, yeah, he was... drives a Prius. That's yeah. very unlike Lame. personality. Yeah. That would be hilarious if you if you walked up to his driveway and there was just like a, a smart car. No, he's got like a car. like a twenty year old beater. Honda Accord. Yeah. 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 He's like, no, I only drive those in the movies. The real Toyota car. Toyota Corolla. Yeah. I got a I got a nineteen eighty nine yeah. Ford Ranchero. Yeah. That one where the, the ignition is in the middle of the uh, of the <laughs> dashboard. Oh, what duck, a terrible duct tape keeping one of the windows. Yeah. With an initial D decal on it, <laughs> yeah, just to yeah. really sell it. It's a this license plate says on the back. Bini you're like, yeah. um, yeah, <laughs> may not want to initial that. That's I was talking initial about the, the the anime, but you know, whatever. No, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> Regardless, lots of Purell everywhere. But um, <laughs> but you also just did uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah, the animated cool. series, because you you were. Warlock. You were Adam Warlock, oh, as cool. uh, yep. and you did him as a baby too. I did the baby crying, and then actually Terrence Strong stepped in to do a lot of the toddler or not. Yeah, I guess like kind of like baby talk speaking stuff, right? Uh, and then I, you know, ended up voicing like him in in his later adult. His, <laughs> in in one episode, he becomes like a man in yeah. like twenty two minutes. You know, they don't as, have stock and, baby crying. No, they. It was very specific, and I thought that they were gonna use. And uh, stock baby crying, and this came after about like a, literally seven days after my son was born, so I was completely delirious and <laughs> had had enough of the uh, <laughs> like the, that like oh my gosh for four hours I was doing it and um, it's like yeah I hear this all the, the time baby in just my look head. at you go this is weird yeah <laughs> we've, Whoa, you we've totally what? switched <laughs> roles yeah yeah most adults look it's, at me like that dad so stop it yeah uh, but but to finish with the Stamos story yes. It, um, yeah, it was it was uh, pretty interesting. Like they set up the shot, and literally when you watch that commercial, always know that I was like three, five, or five feet away, like off camera, <laughs> right. like just there. You're just like, right like, out of frame. And the weird part is, is every time we'd stop, Stamos and I would just chat, like the yeah. whole day. We we're just talking about his love for Disney animation. He loves Disney cartoons. Oh, like nice. the cameras would stop. He'd be like, "So, uh, Basil, what do you uh?" What do you like? What's your favorite Disney cartoon? You know, and I'd be like, uh, "Are you talking to me?" Because uh, I was told I couldn't look at you. Uh, no, it was not like that. But uh, yeah, I was like, you know, Aladdin's like up there for me. And he's like, yeah. Oh yeah, I like Aladdin. That's okay. But up, that's like one of my favorite favorite jo- uh, cartoons. You know, and uh, he he went on and on about. Um, I was like, "Do you collect animation art or cells?" Because I I do. I. I uh, I have like some animation cells from old Warner Brothers stuff, and he's like, "Well, I don't really collect the artwork, but uh, long time ago, I guess when eBay just started, he bought the because he grew up in Orange County. He bought the original, uh, you know, when you drive up the Welcome to Disneyland mm-hmm. sign. That lucky, son. yeah, yeah, <laughs> for thirty eight thousand dollars on eBay. Yeah. So if you actually type Smash in. Had that. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Of course, it's in my back pocket. Yeah. Let me just go to my car, get my briefcase, and well, open it up. Yeah. Literally, if you type in John Stamos Disneyland sign, it'll show you a picture, like an aerial helicopter shot of his house in California, and like it's literally he just you. He, I don't know what he did with the rest of the sign, right. but the Disney D, like the the famous Disney uh, D, is just like by his pool house in his backyard. That's cool. It's like the most interesting. I was like, wow, that's. Well, no, I do. Uh, if he took the sign apart, I can see Sebastian's head exploding <laughs> right now. Yeah, somewhere. So where does John Stamos some, live? Somewhere, somewhere, Disneyland yeah, is just in, sitting in a storage in a place public somewhere. storage. Disneyland. Yeah. Well, I know that yeah. Trey Parker when uh, he has the old Pinocchio parking oh, sign, the parking lot sign, and oh, no one of the original uh, Pirates of the Caribbean signs when you first walk in and go under the tunnels from the train, he has one of the original ones from that. Wow. And he's got it right there in his living room. It's like this massive, like, it's almost like, I forget how big, it's, it's huge how yeah. big this thing is. Huge. It's, also, it's huge. It's kind oh, of no. crazy to see it how, starts. especially, we sort of gone on a tangent here, but. Uh, There's a surprise. Yeah, <laughs> no. when, you, when you hit up eBay, sometimes you'll see, like, old ride vehicles up on there that that oh, they yeah. just don't want to store. Yeah. And I've always had that thing. Yeah, like, they sold, like, people mover cars? Well, I was going to say. Yeah, they've done people mover cars. They've done, uh, I think, one year at D23, they were prepping for an auction for some stuff and they had one of the uh 
pirate, uh, not pirates of the Caribbean, but the pirate ship from Peter Pan the ride. Well, the last one of the ride well, the last uh, D23, they had one of the people movers there that they were auctioning. Yeah, so it's kind of crazy, and it's always one of those kind of things like never a big thing, but just something small from a ride. Like yeah, just some prop yeah. off in the background would be really cool to have. Well, well if you could do, if you could do a Disney character, yeah. mm-hmm. what Disney character would you want to do? Like uh, any. They like to bring back a Disney character. If you could pick it from anywhere in Disney's portfolio, I don't know. I mean, I've I've had the luck of uh, voicing uh, Gizmo Duck, and I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, would you consider that a classic character? I, I a, would. He's a character. <laughs> I I love Gizmo. <laughs> he was a great character, and uh, I had. Uh, but I, I mean, there, there's some really good ones out there. I mean, Winnie the Pooh. I mean. It's hard for me to pick because number one, there a lot of people that uh, have continued to voice them are still around and oh, can sure. do them well. I mean, Mickey Mouse, of course, is always like is up there, and it's strange because you know these are some characters I've had opportunities to audition for. So, I mean, it's tough. I mean, Bill Farmer, I for me will forever own that goofy character. I was, oh like, yeah. I mean, the laugh and everything about that character. I. You know, I've been uh, nominated alongside him um, for Annie Awards, and I'm just like, give give this man all the accolades because <laughs> he's so, first of all, very humble and super kind. But that voice, I mean, good luck trying to find anyone after him. I'm sure there's some lucky guy out there that can hit that, hit that range and hit that character. But yeah, Goofy's like one of the funniest, I think, Disney characters. Um, they're doing some really good stuff with those Disney shorts. Yes, they are. I love those shorts. Yeah, they're amazing. Uh, and Goofy is hilarious in them because he goes nuts. I feel like they – I'm sure like when you work on preschool stuff for the longest time, you kind of like – you get in, in kind of like a, like a box because you can't go over the top. Right, but Those right. shorts kind of like – there's some like really out there stuff that Well they they, they the did characters. it with kind of that the old style of Disney cartoon where they do they just allow them to well, you know that Christmas special that was aired this last year. Yeah. 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 I, I thought that was awesome. Also yeah. when you're the in a short style. you can you can do so much more because you have to get so much information yeah, shorter. Out. You don't right. have time for a story. Four or five minutes to just get like it, in there. You know, in terms of Warner Brothers, Justice League action. They're like, we got 15 minutes to figure out why Wonder Woman and Batman are punching the living hell out of Darkseid. Go. Yeah. You know, so it's like Darkseid just has a giant gun he's holding, and you're done. You yeah. said Winnie the Pooh. So when they do the inevitable CGI live action Winnie the Pooh. Which just got announced. To, did they, oh, they're not really well, doing that, are they? They already said Oh, my God. But it's... Yeah. But, but No, but the, the story is it's Christopher Robin as an adult... Yeah, but he's it's still trying to get like back odd... into well, the headspace. So like Hook, but with it's yeah, a, but with exactly. Winnie the Pooh, which immediately threw me off. But you say that, no, that's real. That's real. No, Stop. no, they they that's they announced so the because Ewan McGregor is going to be playing Christopher. Oh, I almost said Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. Christopher Robbins. Winnie. Yeah, I gotta get back. What's wrong with this donkey? Yeah, I'm so sad. Why are you sad? But no, yeah. I thought they they'd also talked about doing a CG slash live action Winnie the Pooh with Christopher Robbins being young. Huh. They might, but it, then I suppose they always say live action. They call the what? Like, yeah, they call like, all of them live like, action. Jungle Book and live yeah, action. It's yeah, not live action. It's CG. Live it's King all live action. action. It's, li- it's live video plate. It's the they most then, realistic yeah. animation they could do, but it's yeah. still in, in and my one heart kid. animation. Yeah. yeah. With, with as many. Um, I know you worked with Tara Strong. You worked. I mean, you worked with some major, major talent that a lot that people recognize. You know, mainstream audiences recognize their names and their faces. Mm-hmm. Is there anybody that you haven't had a chance to work with yet that you would that is like on your bucket list of working with? Hmm, that's a good question. I mean, because yeah, you're right. There are so many people out there. I, I, I. I I keep going forward with like work and stuff, and I never stop to think of. I mean, like for God's sake, the guy got a, a, a Twitter text from Mark Hamill before we started this. Thing. <laughs> it's been a while since I've heard from him. He's been traveling apparently and making stuff. Yeah, you know, and showing up some behind movie. people in, in some indie movie that he made. He's become like the new Bill Murray, where he just appears on, yeah. on people's talk show appearances. Uh, <laughs> You know, they set it up where people are standing there doing you know, impressions, and he walks up behind. Yeah, them. yeah, I saw that. That was well, that, that was pretty cool. He'll uh, he'll just appear next to you at the urinal at a Dodgers game. It's like great. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say. I, I thought, I mean, working with, um, I got to do uh, the Penguin's voice and uh, Scarface for Batman the Animated Series VR for Mattel, mm-hmm. the, the Viewmaster. Yes. And uh, in that room, it was, uh, you know, Kevin Conroy, uh, Tara Strong, uh, Lauren got to be there for to reprise his role as Robin, and uh, uh, gosh, Andrea Romano was voice directing, mm-hmm. and um, uh, gosh, I'm blanking. Maurice LaMarche was there. He was he was mm-hmm. uh, in there to do the voice of the commissioner, and I was just like in heaven because I was like ah. Uh, all right. Well, I remember like running home after school to watch Batman the Animated Series. And, yeah. Um, never in my wildest dreams uh, did I did I ever think I would be doing the Penguin from that version of the show. You know, it was a very they used like recycled clips and they really very much edited the the parts together to look like it was you know uh, us talking. Mm-hmm. But you know, to know that I was you know doing the Penguin's voice. That version of the Penguin, directed by the woman that was doing it in the original run, right. just blows my mind. Um, I, I, you know, I'm sure if I, I really thought about it, I'll, I'll, I'll come up with an answer as far as like who do I, who would I love to work with still. I think for me, it's more like feature films and and um, prime time, like adult prime time uh, stuff. I'd like to get more into. Yeah, because right now I'm doing like a lot of. Um, just, you know, regular cartoon stuff, and that's fine with me. Um, I recently got cast as, and I could probably just talk about this now because I think they're they're going to talk about it soon. Uh, <laughs> or I might get fired. You know, Who no knows? one listens to this anyways. So. No, no, no. Uh, it'll, be the, it'll be the one. It'll be the one. It'll be yeah. the one. With 1,100 million views. Just happens to be the producer for that show. What's this Nerdables podcast? Yeah. Let me check hmm. this out. Beep. Oh, what? Eric's fired. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, they're doing a, a new version of Muppet Babies, mm. and um, <sighs> <yeah>. <laughs> Muppet Babies was my favorite cartoon when I was a kid. Really? Uh, well, when they, when they switched to like seven a.m., I was up early every day. I loved Muppet Babies so much. They just Marvel Comics just announced that they're the, they're the doing whole, the Omni of Omnibus, all the comics. Yeah. Oh yeah, I and saw could that not too. write it down fast enough. Like I need when that. are I they need... gonna release that? Do you know? Um, I saw the article as well, but I oh, it's it, two previews ago. No, I think it's in this one. Keep going. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, the viewers want to know. We want to know. Uh, yeah, I got... Uh, I was gunning for Gonzo. I was like, oh, I want to do Gonzo so bad. Uh, that doesn't sound right. Yeah. Uh, I want to do Gonzo. <laughs> it must be the nose. <laughs> so bad. Know. Plug your ears, children. Uh, go Gonzo with Gonzo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I ended up getting cast as Fozzie. Maybe Fozzie. Nice. Ah, waka waka. Oh, Kermit. Oh, I don't know, Kermit. Yeah, he's just he's a depressed, insecure uh, comedian, just like myself. <laughs> um, loves wearing hats. Um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. We've been working on that, and I don't usually get cast in a, in a Disney Junior show. I've had many auditions and attempts. Sure. But um, this was one of those ones for me that was like, okay, well, uh, I've I grew up with the Muppets and mm-hmm. uh, and Muppet Babies. Muppet Babies is amazing. Yeah, and I feel like you you won't be disappointed with what. Uh, well, is it going to be better than when they redid the Muppets? Because that ABC show from two years ago. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I feel like it, you know, it <laughs> that be, show that's in the same vein. I mean, same idea. I I felt like they struck gold with the Muppets movie, the first one, right? With yeah, no, Jason I love that Siegel. one. It was fun. And then, was it like just a long gap between that and the second one? Yeah, there was. It was, it was a big a... gap, right? And they weren't doing anything in between those movies. Right, right. Do you think that it could have better survived if they had just jumped right into the series after the first movie? Probably. I, I, I think joined so, those yeah. two movies. I think so. Yeah. See, I think that also if they would have done it more like the old 70s show. Yes. Where it's, it's a variety show. Though. Ed, Sebastian and I, we were, yeah. were actually talking about this the other day. Cause we, uh, I don't remember why it came up, but we did, one of my favorite headlines was something on like, you know, a Washington Post or whatever. It's like terrible Muppet show gets terrible reboot when they re- <laughs> when they retooled it afterwards, like mid season. Yeah. And it was just something where even even respected journalists are going out there and saying this is horrible. Well, respected. but we were talking about that in terms of trying to do. Why didn't they just do the kind of the same show again? But it's got to be, especially in today where 
so much of entertainment is so locked down. You have agents and spin doctors and corporate and executives and lawyers. It's got to be tough to get people to do a show like that. Sure. Mark Hamill doing the Muppet Show in the 80s is my favorite episode. Right. And there's a point where he walks on stage and gargles. <laughs> they never let him do that now. Yeah. Well, they probably let him do that now. But you couldn't see a star of that magnitude that you would see now, I think, doing that sort of thing there without just a bunch of people with clipboards standing there off stage going, no, 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 don't do this. But see, you know, main, that sort of part thing. of the main plot with the, with the last Muppet movie that they did was them trying to get back to do the old variety type show because they yeah, had the to do they had to do a benefit to try to save the theater. Yeah, that was the first one. Right. Not, so they the did last, they the had... last movie they did was the Muppets Most Wanted. Right. The, mm-hmm. With the Russian Kermit or whatever. Yes. But the, if you if you <laughs> yes, exactly. but if you would have done the the variety show and do it more like a Gary Shandling, you know, and give it you know a little bit of an edge and. Do kind but of that's what the original Muppet Show was. I mean, the Muppet well, Show was what, what the stage act the wasn't the most important thing, right? I mean, again, running around and having the Mark Hamill episode was that there was Mark Hamill and Luke Skywalker were two completely different people, yeah, in the show, and they're running around trying to figure out where the hell is Luke Skywalker, and Mark Hamill shows up and like, do you know where Luke is? Yeah, he's in the back doing whatever. <laughs> I want to get on stage with the guy that juggles fish. Yeah, I gotta be. I want to be with that guy, the guy who had the you know the puffy shirt or whatever. So that kind of zaniness and stuff, that would have been great to do now, especially with the yeah. satire of what behind-the-scenes stuff was. And they tried to do that to a certain degree, but to make it a talk show or whatever it right. was. And just that, like, again, when I was talking to Sebastian, you have your first episode is Kermit and Miss Piggy are broken up and Kermit's dating another pig, and then she's not in another episode for, like, ten weeks. Yeah. They just oh, yeah. dump her completely. Yeah. It was so disjointed. Yeah, and I mean, you you say the the journalist had had shredded it to pieces, but also Frank Oz actually had stuff. To oh say yeah, about it. yeah. <laughs> but that's got to be tough for someone like Frank Oz too, <laughs> yeah. who, who does invented the char- it. Yeah, who invented it and does the character so infrequently. But I think they're trying again with the Muppets using you know the power of new media on YouTube. The Muppets have a channel; they do weekly shorts yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And they just made an appearance on MasterChef Junior. It uh, was Miss Piggy and the Swedish Chef. Yes, perfect. Do, doing, yeah. Some, yeah, doing some jokes <laughs> with the kids, yeah. and yeah. and yeah. even if it doesn't work as a variety show, I'd still like to see them give those kinds of little shorts a shot with yeah. with the actors. I mean. Well, I mean, the Henson also, Company's getting ready to do a new show where it's going to be a Muppet type show. It's murder mystery, right? With they're not using the Muppets; right, they're using all new characters. Yeah, the when Muppets you do shorts, it might be easier because, again, I think one of the failures of that Muppet show is that when you have a guest star, it wasn't the focus of right. that show. Where in the original Muppet show, it was when you had that guest star that came on. The show was built around that person, right? If you, it's hard to make that kind of commitment when you have people who are so busy with a big star. But if you tell them we're going to do fifteen minutes. You may be able to get some bigger names that'll be there and do that kind of show where, you know, you do everything where they're not in it and you can get them in in a day or two to record what ends up being less than 10 minutes of of screen time. Yeah. Well, I mean, some of those shows are also there. It's hard to to recapture what you had. I mean, I'm not against going forward either and doing something different. I, you know, in a way, I almost applaud them to try and do something a little bit different. Right. But it just didn't work where the Muppet movie was so nostalgic and trying to get that cast at the end of that movie you're just sort of like i think i might cry like this is awesome this is amazing (laughs) and also being stupidly funny one of my favorite scenes of the whole thing when she's singing in the window and it looks like it's raining and then they go to the wide shot it's the gardeners watching the window for no reason and you're just like great they're trying to find kermit's house and you see oh we're lost we don't know where it is and they look over and there's a hot dog stand next to maps to the stars you thinking what i'm thinking yeah Next shot, they're eating hot dogs. I have yeah. no idea where Kermit's house is. I don't know what we do. Like all I was glad is they played the Rainbow Connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. that that made the movie for me. No matter what happened, the rest of that the movie time. was the perfect meta call. Oh, it was. But it was yeah. also really weird for them to try making that same call again using the Office format. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, right. I felt like it was a, you know, it had a few good moments, but uh, I didn't. I did not stick around for that, but to to know did anybody else? Yeah, yeah. Apparently, uh, not even they did. And what it was really missing was you being Fozzie. Yeah, that's what's going to make Muppet Babies a success. The gentleman Eric Eric Jacobson, who actually voices a, a, a lion share of all of Frank Oz's voices presently, even on Sesame Street, he does Grover and Bert. Uh, I think he does an amazing job. Oh with, yeah. With the, I'm I'm curious to hear if he has a Yoda impression, but. Um, 
Man, oh man! Doesn't like everybody have a young yeah, impression. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> Not necessarily everybody has a good one, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But his his Miss Piggy, I think, is like uh, amazing. Um, and uh, again, like the the cast that we have on this show, I think is great. Um, uh, I, I don't I don't want to spill too many beans, but just know Animal will be voiced by Dee Bradley Baker. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so the animation style, because you know they Disney's been changing up their animation style with some of the old shows they bring back, like Ducktales. They completely went a different direction. With I think more in the vein of those Disney shorts we we're talking exactly. About. Yeah. Um, without giving, I mean, I guess, have you seen any of the, uh, for Muppet Babies? Yes. Yeah. Well, there's an image of it on, online. It was on CNN and a bunch of other media outlets, but, um, yeah, they're very much trying to, it, it will be CG, uh, but it's all textured like fur. Like it looks kind of more like, puss. S- um, fabric. Okay. More well, fabric than than really puss like, like, like the film. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> More like puss is a very odd statement out of context. More like puss, and then that's <laughs> like when the, the, the adventures of puss and boots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> went from one million to two million right after you. We're said. talking about puss and him going, him wanting Gonzo. Yeah, doing Gonzo or whatever <laughs> on Disney Junior. Yeah, Disney yeah. Junior. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, yeah, it's gonna look like this, and you could post an image of it. Um, the way it moves. It looks. Okay. It mm. looks like okay. The animation test that I saw, uh, the pilot, um, it starts off, you know, with Kermit talking, saying, "Welcome to Muppet Muppet Playroom," you know, and it looks like a puppet. Like it. Oh, yeah, nice. I don't know how that they figured like it out, yeah. but as it moves, you're just like, "Oh, that's cute." They 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 made the puppets, and then it zooms out, and he's on a rocking chair, in a in a room with huh. you know Piggy and Fozzie, and you're just kind of like. Oh crap! Like that's that's not a puppet. That's CG. And I guess the animation studio figured out how to do like, like the secondary animation of like a hand. Like I, I just can't even like explain it. Yeah. But I think it's it's gonna look really nice. And they're you know they're really trying to go back to the comedy on this show of how they were able to use uh, clips from movies and other shows. Oh nice. The, the show power was so of imagination. Yeah, that, that was the was best the part. part of the show. All that stuff with that it. Is, and, that is a huge factor. In, and just to have uh, that whole group be in there and those different personalities and everything. You play Fozzie, one of the best episodes, is one where they think that they're getting rid of Fozzie. Yeah, yeah. Because she yeah. points at like the pillow, but she thinks it's Fozzie. Yeah. And the whole thing is that, like, it's going to be okay if you leave. You know, yeah. I still have that song. You know, a table for one can be fun. It's the whole song yeah. of you're gone and everything's going to be all right. And he gets to the end, like, I don't want to leave. Yeah. <laughs> Nanny, don't get rid of me. Get rid of me. What? What the hell are you talking about? Getting rid of you? Come on. <laughs> Dark themes in there. <laughs> we, should, we, we should have you at a session. We should. We oh, should, my God. I'll figure out a way to get oh. you over there. Yeah. Come, come by and check it I out. I might have a heart attack. We, That'd we, be amazing. We record at Atlas. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. So it's like my Thursdays now are nine to one Muppet Babies, and then two to six Puss in Boots if, <laughs> if I'm needed there. Right. So I don't leave that spot. They have to put newspaper down under my feet uh, so I can go <laughs> just, to the bathroom. Just bringing lunch and everything yeah. in. So. <laughs> Throw a bucket, um, bucket of fish like a seal. If there's one show, one show that's on the air currently that you could work on that you haven't worked on, mm-hmm. what show would it be? Um, just any, anything that is more Game like, Thrones. yeah, oh my God, <laughs> He's gonna do the new the background out of focus going, like staring at people, sure staring at a dragon roar yeah. or whatever the heck they sound I, I, I met, uh, I think that's exactly how they sound. That's how they sound? Yeah. Yeah. You got it spot on. <laughs> if you had a motion capture suit. <laughs> Uh, I met uh, the creator of Game of Thrones at a Comic Con, and I thought it was a guy like cosplaying as Captain Highliner, the fish sticks guy. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, he just was, he, he, you know, right when Game of Thrones started uh, on HBO, he just kind of wandered into the, the Disney party. And anyone can get in at the Disney party, it's at the, the Hilton Bayfront. <laughs> you could just yeah. walk right in. And it's at seven o'clock on Thursday yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. Like, Security is uh, tight. Yeah. No, I mean, you just wander, meander in, and he just walked in, and people were like, and I'd never seen him sure. before in person. But I just remember everyone wanting a picture with him. 
And I was like, well, I might as well get one. <laughs> like, if everyone you just thought it was cosplay? Yeah. Well, I came as that guy that was on the Gordon's Fisherman boat. Where it's just, it's not even, uh, yeah. Well, if everybody no, else is doing it. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. yeah he's, he's really committed to that style yeah. you know, when he's in public. He always it's so that funny, style. though, is that, that Comic-Con, WonderCon, all these, you see so many people now cosplaying as him. No way. Oh, yeah. yeah, I do. Oh, yeah. Really? That's oh, yeah. hysterical. Well, it's a great cosplay for larger people. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's, it's, uh, he was just a, a friendly guy and just, sure. Maybe it was just a cosplay guy. <laughs> now you have to be questioning it. Now I have to go back and like, wait a second. He's going to zoom you in. Just walk picture, off, you just walk up to everyone, like, is it really you? Yeah. And he says, yes, it's really me. Why aren't you working on that damn novel? Yeah. <laughs> Finish it already. Look, if you took Here's all the cosplayers, right, that are dressing up as Martin, and have them all sit down together and write one page. It'll be finished. It's, yeah. not, it's not Burns using the monkeys to try and <laughs> write the great American novel. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. You stupid monkey. Thousand George R. R. Martin. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of Simpsons, George R. R. Martin typewriters. It'd be yeah. George R. 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 Martin. Yeah. So is that why he wears it that way? Because it's George R. Martin. Yeah. He thinks he's a pirate. Yeah. Could have been him or. Have you ever had a chance to audition for The Simpsons? Uh, you know, I have not, but I have worked with uh, one of the co-executive producers, uh, Michael Price, who um, he actually wrote a bunch of the uh, Star Wars droid tales, okay. uh, Lego Star Wars, mm-hmm. uh, where I got to play Lego Luke Skywalker and Lego Porkins. <laughs> not too many people know that about me. I got to be Lego Porkins, uh, who was uh, uh, the, the cop in uh, Batman, the, the Batman movie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> He he's uh he's very versatile that guy. Uh, <laughs> rest uh, in peace. The FBI agent in Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. No yeah. way. See, I've that a... is him. It Good is him. lord. Huh. That's him. Gosh darn it! Yeah, I was totally. He's always he, he's very good at playing very like imposing, scary law enforcement officers. Yeah, some sort like, of uh, authority officer, like yeah. Reginald Vell Johnson, who yes. I believe, who I believe is the same cop in Ghostbusters, yep. uh, Die Hard, and, and Family, Family Matters. Matters. I think it's the same storyline. And well, they also yeah, did that joke in uh, in Chuck. Uh, he came back to play no. the officer from Die Hard as the Bymore's manager's cousin, the Twinkie eating cop in Die Hard. My God. I think he, he just plays cops now. He was just recently. He plays <laughs> a lot of guys. David and... Morse played a cop forever until he was a taxi driver for some reason. He was yeah. either a cop or a soldier. Yeah, but he he showed up on the, like a Disney Channel show. I was going to say like a, a Girl Meets World or something. No, it was Girl Meets was World. It? it was Girl Meets World that he showed up as as a cop. Um, Reginald when... Bell Johnson. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is forgive me. This is where the the viewers are going to spike. It went from like uh, <laughs> doing Gonzo one million viewers. <laughs> Right. Uh, is it like Puss? Two million viewers. Yeah. Reginald Vell Johnson. Three million. I, I on Girl Meets World. Yeah. yeah. That he's, that he's the same person. Welcome yeah. to the Reginald Vell Johnson podcast. <laughs> well, see, there was a there was a fan theory, theory that somebody. Oh yeah, worked it's been out. for a long time. Like that uh, the Family Matters character was that him like basically changed his name because of everything that had happened in Die Hard. Exactly. <laughs> and Steve Urkel yeah. was a figment of his imagination because he has PTSD. Exactly. No. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. created he created this perfect life for himself. Yeah. They see, and those are great because cartoon ones are great too. The Ed, Ed, and Eddie that they're in purgatory. No, <laughs> there, oh, you've never seen that one? No. Oh, we gotta find it. There's a cracked article that has like there's like five conspiracy theories for all these cartoons. Ed, Ed, and Eddie is that they're in purgatory. Um, Courage, the the cowardly, cowardly dog, dog, is yeah. that he that this is the how, way the way he sees everybody. It's oh, like from the dog's wow. perspective or something like that. Okay. Um, there was a Rugrats one. There was a Rug, the Rugrats one was weird. I can't remember what the Rugrats one was. Like, like Tommy Angelica, doesn't exist or something. Something like that. Well, like Angelica is in like a mental institution. Yeah, yeah that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Angelica's in a mental institution. She's oh, made up these There was another one too. You, you can thank the internet for all these theories. <laughs> yeah. By the way, yeah. it's not us. Yeah, they don't. They don't always pan out. There's some that you kind of click click your head at because Ed Ed and Eddie was just the weirdest. That's show. the funniest theory. <laughs> one panned like one out this weekend. Yeah, some, yeah oh. it's, it explains like the the endless summer that the characters go through is yeah, is why much. somebody needed this theory to make yeah, all of this. Yeah, it's like why does why does this work? Why does this work like that? Uh, but yeah, I, I think your your question was what what things would you work on or wish you could work on? What what more, what more action show? Stuff, yeah, I'd say. I've been doing like a lot of um, you know appearances on straight to DVD stuff uh, at Warner Brothers Animation. That was the biggest surprise. Which how was you did Batman Harley Quinn? It's coming out soon. Yeah, I I you know just a few minor characters. There's a, there's a couple of characters I play in it, but uh, I thought you did. Uh, I thought you did. Um... 
Pause well, for effect. Drive a truck through that. <laughs> Hold <again>. on. <laughs> Quick, which, what's, what's the name Mr. of the Freeze. construction cost? I thought you did Mr. Freeze. Oh, in that? No, no, no. no. I've, I've done Mr. Freeze, but for like a, uh, a Fisher-Price, um, it was the Justice League Warner Brothers Fisher-Price straight-to-DVD thing, which was awesome because we, uh, we were all directed to just like reference like uh, the old, because uh, I was the Flash in that as well. Uh, <laughs> and I completely just mimicked uh, Ted Knight. He was the Flash. Right. Aside yeah. from Meanwhile in the Hall, he had this really weird hot falsetto voice that it was so bizarre and very weird and everyone in the room was doing like the like kind of like their mm-hmm. version or trying to reference as close as possible the original um, Super Friends. Super Friends. And I remember like uh, the director was like had to put, put us on mute and I think Fisher Price was like is everyone okay there today? <laughs> like, they were, like, confused. Like, what's wrong with them? They're all talking really weird. And we're all, like, laughing because we're, like, we're just trying to really like, bring it back. Do you not back. know what voice acting is? Yeah. yeah. Well, it sounds room. like a lot like Batman Brave and the Bold. And the character, you know, the yes. voices that went through were such a... Well, like... Uh, a, 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 you know, Aquaman and, yeah, and even Aquaman Superman or whatever like were just... Example. But all, so many of them were... were caricatures you know yeah. yeah they were super friends again i was very was close to through. getting on that show that was oh, like that the beginning awesome. of um the, the one with the with the samurai group the girl with the mask with the sword and then the i forgot Katana? what episode it was yeah but uh you know th- the reason why i think it, it's hard to get on those shows is because you know they they do get specific uh, uh actors that have done maybe some voices of, of those characters in the past and once you fill that room up with those guys and girls it's like it's hard. Like even if there is an extra voice, it's like bases are covered already. Yeah, they have so many, so many talented people on there. For me, I, I, I will, you know, I'm, I'm never upset or, or angry that I missed a boat on any of those because I love it so much. Just like being a fan from afar, like, and I'm just like happy that they're making anything with it. You, know? you never get that point where you see someone's voice like I could have done that. Before. Now all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Every single time I turn on the TV. I'm Mark like, Hamill does Luke Skywalker's voice. Yeah. You're like, no, I can do that better. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny sometimes when you identify people's voices in a, in, in a certain way. Um, the actor that played Anakin Skywalker in The Clone Wars. Yeah. yeah. I hear that voice if I'm reading anything rather than Hayden Christensen. Oh, I right. do too. It's right. right. Because you have so much more experience. So there's hours of content of yeah. that versus just four hours, yeah. you know, four hours and two films. It's like, and yeah. even... Uh, it, um, Obi-Wan, the same thing. And yeah. I, just, I love that voice. It's just a tweak on Ewan's voice. So it's just a different enough, but it like it, it just kind of comes in your head. Thing. Yeah. And, yeah, you're and absolutely really right. And it's, where it's cool like that. They've had more time to, to develop the character over seasons yeah. as opposed to two or three movies. Yeah, you have so much content with them in that voice. Uh, I know, speaking of Batman Brave and the Bold, with Dieter Bader doing yeah. Batman, that was about <laughs> the same time that Scott Snyder's New 52 Batman came out. Right. And I remember telling Rich, I'm like, read it in Diedrich Bader's voice. And it <laughs> yeah. completely changes <laughs> yeah, Scott Snyder's like... really serious story yeah. of, you know, the Court of Owls in this, in this you know, Gotham's yeah. conspiracy and you're reading it uh, it made it so Peter much more fun. Voice, it was yeah. so weird. It was so much fun to do. I'm hanging um, upside down over a vat of acid. I love Diedrich Bader. He's so much fun. Like he's a he's a nice guy. And I actually got to work with him. I way back with my when I was starting to act and everything. Um, when I was I was still living in West Virginia, and I had an agent in Pittsburgh, and they were shooting a Sharon Stone movie. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry. It was a it was a um, he was shooting something else. It uh, it was another movie. There, I actually went on to both of them. But he, we had to do this elevator scene, and I was basically doing extra work. And we were all trapped in this elevator for the longest time, and wow. he was in there and just cracking everybody yeah. up. And he was just, he was the nicest guy. Yeah. You know, standing in an elevator <laughs> you're, with a bunch of strangers. You know, you're talking about, you know, you're talking about live action, you're setting up a scene, and you're in there, and it's like, all right, it's been 10, 15 minutes, the doors are still closed, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> but he was, he was somebody that was. Consummate professional and gentleman. Oh, yeah. It's so much fun to be around. Um, so, it, it, have you auditioned for a voice, and it obviously not go to you? But I mean, I don't say, I mean it sound like that. So obvious every it's not go to you <laughs> every day that happens. Well, I mean, it's, thanks for bringing it up. I know, right? That's I don't so know painful. why we had him on. He's never done a voice. <laughs> have you, in, he's just a struggling voice actor who's never had a role at all. Times you, are tough, guys. Uh, obviously, <laughs> you're doing the Nerdables podcast. So no, you're no, no, tougher. No, no. <laughs> have you? Uh, have you? Auditioned for a voice and then heard, you know, lost it to somebody else. And then you're listening to that character, you're going, 
wow, they went in a completely different direction. Or oh yeah. Or now well, I see why I didn't get the part. Or, or you know, does it help you in some ways? Now, now that the show is kind of coming to a close, uh, I can probably talk about uh, Ninja Turtles. Uh, I was maybe the fourth person to do Raphael for the pilot. Right. Uh, they. I remember being in callbacks. There was like sixteen of us, then eight, and then four. You know, like it went down to four. And I remember meeting the kid. He was like a Disney kind of like actor, um, nice guy. And like, I was like, hey, I was I was gunning for Donatello. I was like, man, I love Donatello. Yeah. And I I got a call back for Donatello, and um. That went to Rob Paulson, yes. respectively. And I met in the lobby the kid that would later book Raphael because I was talking to this kid and he's like, yeah, I'm here for Ninja Turtles. I'm like, that's Raph. Like, yeah. come on. Like, that sounds like he's smoking cigarettes when he's like 12. <laughs> like, I don't know why uh, they got me here. You know, I'm like, okay, uh, I know what this guy's doing. And he got it. But unfortunately, every time like they'd, they'd go, okay, here's scenes, uh, you know, four to eight action he would start going hey bro like start talking <laughs> like michelangelo and it's just like no no you're a rap you're yeah. supposed to be like a jerk and bitter all the time it's like i don't know what you're talking about I, i'm trying my best here and action hey bro like what and it's like no we already got a michelangelo and so unfortunately uh he he got um you know sent uh sent away and and they're like okay we we have the pilot the animatics pretty much done we need another Raph. Can you come in and like, you know, and, and this could be your shot. And I'm yeah. like, of course. Are you kidding me? Yeah, right. So uh, actually, it was the session was me as Raph and Kegel, Mike, and Key as uh, Baxter Stockman. Okay. Who he was really nice. replaced by Phil Lamar. And I was later replaced by Sean Astin. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, if there's anyone to be replaced by, it, <laughs> it's would be, it should be. I mean, after yeah, Sam Wise. Sam. You know, and... Um, uh, Mr. Frodo. Mr. Frodo, yeah. Uh, um, Potatoes. I was like fine with it because like I had a chance and um, and they ended up casting me as an all new character which went on, which I think it was only supposed to be in like one or two episodes and he went on for like a couple of seasons, Tiger Claw. All the way to the end. Yeah, well, close to the end. And um, there, you know, as a voiceover artist, you have to look, okay, you get auditions for a variety of things. And some of them are legacy characters, which of course are a complete honor to to try. Even right. just to try for one of the Ninja Turtles is fun. Uh, but to get a character that is completely new and has struck a chord with the fans so well, like for me, my dream now is that another hopeful kid will be able to voice Tiger Claw like years from now. Yeah, you know, like, well, I can obviously. I mean, whatever. Next Ninja Turtles they bring up. The Tiger Claw's got to show up at some point. Well, as other as you mentioned with legacy characters and new characters, if, if you're a fan of Turtles and you've been a fan of Turtles forever, you have three, four voices for every turtle. And then yeah. choose, there's only one Tiger Claw as of right, right now. I mean, that's, yeah. that's kind of when you do the new character. That's the cool part about it yeah. is, you know, you're, you're heck, in the Turtles incarnation there's two leos mm -hmm. so yeah. you yeah. can always go which leo do i like better do yeah. i like the american pie guy or do yeah. i like Seth Green? <laughs> yeah uh, it's funny because he he ended up uh i don't know if you <laughs> if you remember uh i remember that story i mean he yeah yeah, yeah he, oh my he... god i can't believe it it'll cause your your viewers to listen back to the other part. yeah no it's that, that story was bizarre i think uh, we even talked about it on here at one we point. did because basically jason biggs lost his mind right they were getting notes or whatever and then I guess they tried to say, like, no, we didn't get rid of him for that, but he left on his own or whatever. It was just something. And they bring in Seth he Green. He was doing, like, Broadway, right? He was Yeah, it was, way, like, it was one of those things. He was, yeah, one way yeah. or the other. It was, it was, they were convenient points to leave. And then it was also when Leo was injured. Right. So I, they, I loved how they, they did had, that. They had that idea, like, well, the injury ends up going to his throat or yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> and so he sounds completely different. He altered oh, his larynx. I wanted every episode <laughs> to start, like, when you have a soap opera where there's someone that fills in. The part of Leo yes, will be played yes. by Seth Green yeah. for like a hundred episodes yeah. as it keeps going. But tonight's episode of the Ninja Turtles was animated in front of a live audience. Yeah. Well, oh God, speaking of <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> poor people that are sitting there for hours at a time. Speaking of Ninja Turtles and one of your co-stars in there, Greg Sipes has come up with oh, a man. show yep. that 
you are going to be voicing the president of the United States in. I have to wait till my green card clears before I start making fun of him. Who's this bastard? This Canadian slimy son of a bitch making fun of me. So what can um, you tell us about a foul American? Uh, well, it was a, it was a, uh, which is perfect title. What isn't already on television? Um, it's it's an animated uh, series, like a spoof political comedy, that has uh, been created by um, Kevin Colston, who's a, a cartoonist and animator that befriended Greg at many Comic Con appearances. Kind of just like that. Nice. And Greg, of course, is very uh, a political activist <laughs> uh, and. Uh, a tree hugging earth earth boy. Yeah, he seems like a he, very straightforward. Guy. No, he is so <laughs> right wing. He is. <laughs> we told the story because we were talking about Greg. I went to see the Teen Titans panel. It's got to be like a year or two ago. Yeah, and he ended up like on the table, Cross just like, like yeah, no, just lying on the table, oh, really? <laughs> just doing sort of like the Burt Reynolds pose, sitting there just talking like that, and you know, we have all your time. He was yeah. trying to take off his pants, something like that. Yeah, it was something crazy. <laughs> and you have the character, the 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 actor plays Robin, who all of a sudden his name escapes me, Scott. Scott, and really like his character, just sitting there going, I'm not exactly sure what's going on here. Yes. But this is not okay. Yeah. It was so, you see that Greg Sipes usually plays characters that seem very much akin to Greg Sipes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what's funny is when he came in and was uh, doing his part for Pest and Boots. Oh, yeah. And I think, I think Will Wheaton was there that day, and I heard him talking before they came back. And it was just... And it was the funniest conversation I've ever heard. And it was just so, you know, it was nonsense, really. And he, <laughs> and he walks in and he sits there and he's like, hey, yeah, how you doing? Yeah. And yeah. just sits there. Yeah. And he's just, you know, sitting there for the longest he, time. He is, he is Michelangelo and Michelangelo is him. Oh, as, totally. As Beast Boy, as all the other characters that he plays. They're all very... Um, very close, and and it's funny you talk about auditions and and roles going to other people. There are some auditions that come through uh, in my email, and I look at them, and it's basically a description of like Greg Sipes. Yeah, there's a, he he plays a character on uh, Milo Murphy's Law on Disney, and it's a jock character, but he has a very centered like. I'm like one with the earth, bro. You know, like I could just talk like Greg Sipes all the time. Like he'll call me up and be like, "Bro, I got this idea for like a president cartoon." Would you be like into it? And I'm like, sure, Greg. I'm sure it's gonna be wild. And and look, like his his idea like got funded, and and Sean Astin is on now. Yeah. Like I'm I'm getting texts from them. They're like in Venice Beach getting T-shirts made nice. for the campaign. And I've never been a part of like a Kickstarter like this before. And you know we got funded for the pilot, and now they're trying to get funded for two episodes. And well, tell us who all who all is. Um... Other than Sean Astin and other than Greg, who's who's uh, on it? And yourself. Tara Strong, um, Monse Hernandez, who who does voices on um, the new Ben 10. Uh, Brittany Furlon, who I guess was a Vine star, and now she's like on Instagram. They all have beef with uh, Donald Trump, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and want to take it out on him in animated form. That's the, that's the I can't imagine why. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's to make fun of? Right. Um Everything apparently. I mean, it's still that's pretty strong cast. Rob Paulson, and um, I think Elvis Presley's granddaughter. Uh, <laughs> I, I I don't even know. I don't even know. Uh, I I've just been asked to contribute voices, and I've they've been taking it the the distance. And, well, you guys have been doing videos. You're putting up yeah. like there's like videos going up almost every day on the Kickstarter. Yeah, I mean that guy is super busy making content for it, and uh, you know. I, I hope that uh, I hope that the uh, the <laughs> the source material keeps coming in, right? Uh, and I hope that we're still here. I don't, I don't know if everybody else does. <laughs> like you, really, you don't really want source material. The show you want to do is we did a great healthcare the, plan, the happy ending and version. Yeah. North Korea is fine. Russia and I aren't talking anymore. Yeah, yeah. And open the borders, refugees. If, if, you just sit there on the show, going, "Well, we got nothing." Uh, That's yeah. good though, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah. It's no, just we don't have to do this anymore. In a chair and it's like, um, here's here's your script. This was the uh, the, the speech that was yeah. <laughs> that Donald gave today. Today, the president this... acted like an adult yeah. in front yeah. of Congress. Yeah. Oh my goodness! I'm well, gonna eat all my vegetables and tuck in my shirt and uh, not eat chocolate cake anymore. See, I was doing that voice <laughs> at a fairly odd sessions, uh, a fairly odd parents session. Uh, and you know, it was really cracking up Butch Hartman and the rest of the cast. And this was way before. He was like, even, yeah, like, I mean, he was like talking about running, and I was like, oh man, wouldn't that be crazy? And then, well, he was talking about running for 
decades. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, yeah. He used to go on Jay Leno's show all the time, yeah. and that would be where he'd be like, I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> Come on, Donald, you gotta tell us. Yeah, you gotta tell us, Donald, you gotta do it. I am going... To not run for president, because yeah. I would win, and it would be amazing. I just want to know how David Letterman went to Jay Leno. No, he was on Jay Leno. Oh, you said he was on David Letterman. No, he was, oh. he would go, it he like would go on Leno out. like every four years. It started it sound like he started out as David Letterman. I did, and then I was like, no, Then wait, he went into Jay Leno. You got to do the head. I do the Conan O'Brien Jay Leno, yeah. where you just the move the head, head back and forth and uh, you know, hit the things. That's the only way to do it. It helps. It helps. Conan O'Brien had a Donald Trump impression where he just moved his hair Oh yeah, Looked yeah, like he yeah, was yeah. eating sour candy. <laughs> but you're fired. Yeah, I love his Schwarzenegger Boy. impression the best, where he breaks the sausage. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so when you are doing characters, uh-huh. especially when you're doing somebody, a real life character, and you're doing, you know, do you have? Do you find doing some of their mannerisms helps to do the voice? Yeah, for sure. The fingers, the fingers. Yeah, doing the trumpets, fingers. the fingers. It's kind of weird with going back to Puss in Boots. A lot of the times, uh, I was lucky enough that the material was there on YouTube, and it, you could tell it was done strictly for promotional right. purposes to promote the movie. But it's uh, <laughs> it Antonio... made great background homework for you, right? Yeah, I was like, "There's there's a clip of Antonio Banderas doing his lines as the character Puss in Boots, and it's so unpredictable every time he did a line. And that's kind of like instead of like finding like a pinpoint for a voice match." For me, it was trying to find how unpredictable he is and try to make the people on the other side of the glass be like, oh, I wasn't expecting to hear it delivered that way. Right. At least for his character. Um, and other times, yeah, like for the voice match I did as uh, Paul Giamatti for Turbo, it was just a lot of watching that Howard Stern movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Where he played pig vomit, you know? And if you watch that thing, I swear his mouth goes all the way down mm-hmm. to his shoulder blades. And he's trying to eat his own neck. The whole time, um, very weird and bizarre. You didn't study Amazing Spider-Man too. No. <laughs> no, no, I missed that one. So so we a lot of people. <laughs> Spider-Man. Spider-Man. The, yeah, rhino's head opens up. One oh. of the greatest, the greatest actors in America, and you haven't played the rhino as some drunk Russian that can't speak English and just tattoos. Yeah, yeah Spider-Man is going to blow up the kids. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. like he's doing Groot. It's just so That's weird. Not, oh. It sounded like a mix between Schwarzenegger <laughs> and yeah. Bill Cosby. No, that's, Bill, that's Bill dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and Cosby? That's yeah. not good. That's not good. <laughs> Whatever it is, just Cosby. keep it away from my ass. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want jello? Yeah. Pudding pops, come on. Well, does anybody else, I mean, get any questions about anything before we, I mean, uh, Fal America, uh, Fal American. Yes. Fal American. What's the name of your project? Let's start a with that American. question. A Fal American. Yes, sir. Um, what's the intent for it? Uh, I think it's just, uh, a, you know, number one, a way to just have fun in these times where a lot of people aren't having fun. Uh, and, um, you know, to create uh, an outlet for people that, uh, you know, want to voice their opinions on things. <laughs> Again, in in animated form, because we're, they're already voicing their opinions on things with, right. our, with our uh, with our well-being and lives yeah. on this planet. Uh, now, I know there's already a YouTube channel. Is it... Are you thinking that it's going to be something that's going to be on YouTube? On that, I'm not too sure of. One of the I mean, streaming services. I, I have yet to uh, converse with the with the gang about the the outlets for it, but I think I, I feel like nowadays the going rate is if you have something popular that works and is already made. Yeah, that's just how I mean. Executives do not like opening PDFs and reading anymore. It's like, oh, it's animated. Okay, we'll buy it. You know. <laughs> oh, it's it, already finished. Sure. It, it has people attached, and it has, um, you know, if it has viewers, then we have a chance at making an actual series, which you will all be invited to do voices on if uh, <laughs> if, if we get to that point. Oh, here's but, my uh, card. Yeah. <laughs> oh, see, I thought I was special there. I was actually just saying. I appreciate you know, it. <laughs> <laughs> what if they found out later on that? Hey, well, you know, I do a great Macho Man if you that. Does yeah, Bane and Schwarzenegger and the racist Indian voice that I did for an entire episode. Nice. <laughs> yeah, we did an entire episode with oh. you talking like this. Oh, it was, it was amazing. I think it was the same one where I accused Rich of being racist. Like yes. crazy. <laughs> it was fantastic. You'd fit in Toronto very well. Toronto. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> Toronto is very multicultural and. Um, well, yeah, I, I, well, I'd known that because uh, 
reading stories on hockey news websites about the number of yeah. you know Indians that are joining yeah. youth hockey programs and yeah. ones that weren't and you know they were like part of the reason that the youth hockey programs in Toronto aren't as as populated as they once were is because of so many and there was like reaching out to there and you know the Maple Leafs have a um, oh goodness I'm gonna, what's the name of the language all of a sudden the actual language Hindi is it Hindi I thought it was Punjabi <laughs> It, it's 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 Hindi. It's, it's Hindi. They're Hindi. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, they have an announcing team. They're the only team in the NHL that has one uh, because of that that population that's there. They were broadcasting it. Punjabi is a city in India. Yeah, but I think probably. it's also a, a culture. <laughs> now do you see why it's it's like we get to this racist thing? Cultural aspect of Punjabi. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna look it up. Look it the, up. The language is Hindu. Hindu is a religion. Now Hindu is a religion, but it's. Hindi, it's Hindi. Hindi yeah. is the language. Yeah. Well, there's going to be a lot of angry. Yeah. <laughs> no one's listening to this. I'm fine. I'm from Toronto. So I'm like 99% Indian, 1% Filipino. There but yeah, go. I mean, that's that's pretty much it. We'll, we'll see what happens with the podcast. Who knows? Maybe by Comic-Con we'll, we'll have an update on that. But Yeah. That's bizarre. If you put it official language O, the first thing that comes up is official language of India. So I'm not the only person that's confused. <laughs> yes, it is Hindi. That's okay. the question that okay. keeps on giving. <laughs> so anybody else got anything for Eric? Oh boy, my big question you kind of answered, but it was uh, mostly like, what is the white whale of of shows that you had didn't get the opportunity to do? Um, you know, I'm just thinking it's, it's hard. I feel like... Um, Again, the the action stuff, but maybe now it is just maybe creating my own show and and maybe getting back into drawing. I would like to do that, right? Because um, uh, we covered that when we were at Comic Con that you started out, yeah, yeah, on the other side of the wall, yeah, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. But I also feel like it's one thing to love drawing and draw all the time, but it's writing as well. It's I think surrounding yourself with like the proper team, it it takes a village. It really does. You're more on the creating aspect rather than, you know, being an attribute to like the talent aspect. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Like just being able, and especially because there's so many outlets for stories and stuff. It's mm-hmm. like, how do you how do you stick out and how do you create an idea that no one's heard? That, yeah, I mean, there's so many talented people out there making stuff all the time. So. Uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Maybe Foul American will be that. <laughs> well, I mean... Th- well, I'm going to cut in because I don't want to be... Punjabi is an Indo-Aryan <laughs> language spoken by over 100 million native speakers worldwide, making it the 11th most widely spoken language in the world. It is a native language of the Punjabi people who inhabit the historical Punjab region of India and Pakistan. Punjabi is the most widely spoken language in Pakistan. You know, they're very good people over there. <laughs> yes. Let me tell you, they make the best soccer balls, Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you, the that's, that's too not spicy. Racist, right? Yeah. It's a little yeah. spicy. I'd rather have German cake. Yeah. Uh, I turn cake. dark orange when I eat their food. It's <laughs> delicious, I gotta tell you. Yeah. But on that note. I was asking you about <laughs> healthcare, Mr. President. Yeah. <laughs> just the put a bandaid on it. Yeah. Just, yeah, just, just use gotta the same. Eat, gotta eat all the Indian food you can, <laughs> and you'll feel better. But yeah, so we will be at Comic Con. Yes. We'll be doing a panel. Uh, we haven't got any details yet because it's still. Way too far out yeah, for them. I can't think about that yet. <laughs> but it's coming, man. But it's coming. It's coming quick. You know, when he, I don't think even when it gets, they like they told us that we weren't even allowed last year to announce the date and the time or we didn't do really? anything until it was on there. Yeah, they, they weren't allowed. We weren't allowed to say anything until until they put it until up on they the put it out. We can't wow. say anything. Yeah, we we could say we have a panel, but that was it. Wow, okay. Because you don't want anybody to ruin the surprise. Cause, you know. And I also feel like probably some of that is subject to change, too. They may suddenly shift a time or something. Yeah, they sit there on Friday and go, who the hell are these nerdables? No, no, not here. Put them in the library on Saturday morning at like 9 a.m. or whatever. <laughs> Put them on the corner of 4th Street and then J Street. Oh, my goodness. There you go. I love that room, though. That room was awesome. It was, the room was, was great. It was a great room. It was perfect. So those five people that were there. <laughs> See, I, th- I, think, I think that it's so far away from it that most people don't even know it exists. No, and it, it really yeah. felt like it was it was something where podcasts were going there to record the yeah. podcast itself. Mm-hmm. And you had an outlet if people were there. You know, it wasn't like when they did the podcast at Celebration when it was in LA 2 years ago. Mm-hmm. It was on the main floor because you were, you know, you just well, people would walk by and you go, "Yeah, we're doing a podcast." Oh, this yeah. Stormtrooper just walked by or whatever. 
So yeah, I think we kind of got lumped into that podcast category, but hopefully we'll be we'll be someplace a little more central and or some like something close to like food. I would love that. <laughs> so I won't have to walk far for a snack afterwards. That's all what I should do. We should just start recording our podcast on Gaslamp District, right in front of all the restaurants. We should record it in a food truck, like oh, as, there's as a, we're driving on the move. Yeah. yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah, they had food trucks in that uh, in the Petco parking lot that one yeah. year, but they haven't done that since because it's always been like the Adult Swim place or whatever. We can do or like it. a Jerry Seinfeld show, the getting coffee in cars with comedians in cars, cars getting. Coffee. Well, why don't we just do it on the back of one of the little uh, the the little uh, the bike the, cart. the bicycle bar? Those guys yeah. aren't there as much anymore. Just a little. We never see those guys off. anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they're getting regulated like crazy now. Well, that's why all the the little the little girls <laughs> left from. Over those, those first couple of years, I don't even know if you guys were down there at the time, but when Mikey and I started going, they were all, you know, young, fit-looking ladies. Oh, yeah. That would just, you know, bite. And then that just disappeared completely. And <laughs> so it's, technically, say... it's technically drinking and driving is what it is. <laughs> we can. could steal James Corbin's idea and just have, you know, the karaoke in one of those for Comic-Con. Yeah, or, we wouldn't get sued. For yeah, that. we got to be careful because now that's apples. So. <laughs> really? Yeah, they, they licensed out uh, karaoke... Uh, for their new Apple video service that they'll be doing. The head so. of Steve Jobs that they're keeping at Apple headquarters <laughs> will come after you. I can't wait. Oh, rotating thing. Under, under your bed. Comedians yes. doing karaoke in cars. <laughs> All right, so anybody else? I said it once before. Any last, last, last questions? Does Eric <laughs> have any questions for us? Eric, that's, do that's you have any questions for us? Uh, I Other think... than what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Why did you drag me all the way out here? No, this this is fun, guys. Thank you for having me. Always, it's always nice catching up with you and yes. and, and you guys. And... Other than just on Facebook Message or whatever. Oh yeah, but we will we will definitely uh, have a have a blast at Comic Con this summer for sure. Yeah. All right, so check us out on Facebook.com slash Nerdables. We're also on Twitter at Nerdable Show and on Instagram as Nerdables. So for Chris. Sebastian, Mikey, and Ethan, we'd like to thank Eric for being here. Did you almost forget his name? No, I was going <laughs> to. We'd like, well, to, thank like to thank he did. that guy <laughs> that's over there <laughs> in the Toronto Error. Raptors hat. No, I, I, start, I was going to say Mr. <laughs> Rump, but uh, or well, President thank, Rump. Thank you for having me. My helicopter's outside. You're going to pluck me uh, from your couch. and uh, If you're playing a chicken, I don't think you want to be plucked. Yeah. <laughs> that's not a great idea. What what is the President Rump on there? Uh, was that what is he? Uh, what I, is he? I think the original idea was that he was a vulture pretending to be a bald eagle. <laughs> <laughs> but it sort of looks like sense. Chicken Hawk. Yeah, yeah. He's got a yeah. Chicken Hawk he does. I kind of I kind of like convinced the artist to whittle it down to like I was like make his hand smaller, 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 <laughs> and make him fatter, fatter, lose the neck, make his body plump and his legs smaller, smaller, smaller. So he ended up looking more like that. Go Chicken Hawk. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. But yes, thank you for being here on Nerdables. Thank you. We appreciate Thanks it. for having me, guys. And with that note, we'll talk to you next week. That was good. How long?